Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 22nd of July. Well, history has been made overnight with the 2032 Olympics heading back down under. Queensland has won the rights to host the Games in what's been declared a win not just for Brisbane, but the entire country. It's expected to cost around $5 billion share between the Queensland and federal governments, including a major rebuild of the Gabba. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk jumping for joy when the announcement was made in Tokyo last night. Dreaming that impossible dream, but these dreams can come true. And we'll have more details on this story from our reporter in Brisbane shortly. Meantime, COVID lockdowns continue across the country as South Australia, Victoria and New South Wales try to stop the Delta strain from spreading further. There is growing concern for New South Wales, with the state recording a spike in infections yesterday with 110 new cases and more than 40 of those were out in the community while infectious. 23 people with COVID are now in intensive care in hospital with 11 people on ventilators. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian saying at this stage she has no idea when the harsh lockdown will end. This is the truth. Uh, We won't know what July 31 looks like across the state, across Greater Sydney, until at least uh, the weekend and early next week. That That is the fact. The list of exposure sites continues to grow across New South Wales with an aged care facility in Kirrawee in Sydney South now in lockdown after a staff member tested positive to COVID. To South Australia now, where COVID case numbers have doubled overnight, the cluster growing from 6 to 12. South Australian Premier Stephen Marshall says this is exactly why the state went into lockdown. If these six new cases were out and about uh, in the community, this uh, Delta variant is extraordinarily uh, transmissible and this disease thrives on indecision. We've gone hard, we've gone early. Across the border, there was a slight spike in COVID case numbers in Victoria yesterday with 22 new cases recorded. All cases are linked to current outbreaks with only a small number in the community while infectious. Meantime, the Prime Minister says the Delta strain is presenting a new challenge right around the world, warning the impacts of the lockdowns could be felt for months. Scott Morrison fronted the media yesterday, admitting the government has made mistakes in the bungled vaccine rollout. Those delays are regrettable. We all know they're a result of many factors. I take responsibility for the problems we've had, but I'm also taking responsibility for the solutions we're putting in place and the vaccination rates that we're now achieving. The Prime Minister has labelled the state shutdowns a heavy burden on the economy but has rejected ongoing calls for JobKeeper to return. And Perth has officially recorded its wettest July in two decades. The West Coast capital breaking the record of 186 millimetres in 2001 with the month already sitting at 210 millimetres with more than a week to go. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and back to our top story this morning and Brisbane has been named as the host of the 2032 Olympic and Paralympic Games. It followed a meeting of the International Olympic Committee delegates in Tokyo with the vote in favour 72 to 5. Australia now host for the third time behind Melbourne in 1956 and Sydney in 2000. Our reporter David Shiraz has the details from Brisbane. Good morning Tash. Well this vote was long considered ceremonial. 
After all, Brisbane cemented itself as host months ago, beating the competition to become the preferred bidder. Now, the support of all levels of government, the private sector, along with the city's experience in handling major events, certainly helped its case. Added to that, the existing venues in place and, of course, our favourable weather made it hard to pass up the city. The Queensland government predicts it'll cost between 4 and $5 billion to host the Games, money it hopes to recoup back and money that will no doubt be re-injected back into the economy. To New South Wales now, and the Premier is standing firm on her move to shut down the construction industry in Greater Sydney during the new lockdown measures. Tradies have downed tools until at least the end of the month, but the construction industry and business groups are calling for the shutdown to be lifted early, promising to adopt COVID-safe practices. Our reporter, Siobhan Caulfield, has more from Sydney. That's right, Tash. It's estimated the shutdown of construction across Greater Sydney is costing our state's economy $800 million to a billion a week, prompting calls for the ban to be lifted by Monday. Premier Gladys Berejiklian isn't backing down, though, and says the industry isn't the only one doing it tough. A lot of communities, a lot of uh, businesses, a lot of individuals have been impacted for at least a year and a half, and we appreciate and acknowledge that. But all of us have a role to play. The government wouldn't have made our decisions unless we absolutely had to. The signs and the facts are there. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the Switzer Report. And Peter, good morning. As the Sydney lockdown drags on and other states face stay-at-home orders as well, top economists say we could be heading into a recession, but the Prime Minister says it won't happen. That's right, but the Reserve Bank and Treasury do agree with him at this point in time, but it will depend on how long the Sydney lockdown persists. Right now, the PM is being blamed for a slow vaccine rollout that has caused a new round of lockdowns nationally, but he blames the scientific panel who warned of clots for 50- and 60-year-olds, which has spooked Australians about the AstraZeneca vaccine. And in regards to the economy bouncing back, we've seen before Australia's done very well, even on the international front in recovering after lockdowns. Will it happen this time around once the lockdowns are lifted? Yeah, everyone is expecting that once the, the vaccines get to a much higher level, expected around later this year, the economy will rebound. And that's the only payoff from a lockdown. It's terrible in the short term. In the long term, it's like a coil that springs out once you get all the restrictions taken away and all economists agree with that. Let's hope it does happen, Peter. And on the vaccine front, there is some good news about uh, some local businesses that could help produce the vaccines. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Already our international company, CSL, has put its hand up to make the higher regarded Moderna and Pfizer vaccines locally. But after a request from our Department of Industry, Science and Resources, 12 smaller biotech companies officially say they could do it too. Let's hope so, Peter. Thank you. My pleasure. Time for sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett the Matildas have kicked off their Tokyo Olympics campaign in style. Yes, good morning, Tash, and certainly a relief for the Matildas starting to worry about their form. They'd lost their last five games leading up to the Olympics, but they were certainly in fine form uh, overnight against New Zealand. Sam Kerr back to her brilliant best. She set up the first goal and then scored the second, so we beat the Kiwis 2-1. The softballers kicked off the Olympics yesterday against Japan, the host nation, and also the defending Olympic champions. We've medalled in every Olympics the sport has been played in, uh, but we're not off to a great start, though. 8-1, they had to invoke the mercy rule 
yesterday. So the Aussie spirit off to a losing start. Let's hope they can pick things up, though, for the rest of the games. Yeah, great games ahead. And the Panthers, Brett, have signed a Broncos enforcer to help in their push for a premiership this year. Yeah, originally they said they didn't have the salary cap space, but uh, somehow they've found room to sign Tavita Pangai Jr., who's off to the Bulldogs next year on a three-year deal. The Broncos, though, have agreed to release him now so he can join uh, Penrith in their uh, push for a premiership. As you mentioned, Ryan Girdler is a legend of the club, and they do believe that they will get the best out of uh, Pangai, who was almost sacked by the Broncos last year for COVID breaches. Now, he's going to come into an an organisation that are going to hold him accountable, not through the coaching staff, but on the field. He's got players there that have been working and hard to get them to a certain position to give this premiership a real shake at the end of the year and they are not going to sit down and allow this guy to come in and be disruptive in any way, shape or form. Round 19 kicks off tonight. We've got Parramatta and Canberra. Bit at stake for both sides. Uh, the Raiders back in form. They've beaten uh, Manly and Cronulla in their last two starts. The Eels are out to cement their position in the top four. Of course, they are without Mitchell Moses. And the AFL now, Brett, the Players Association, is backing the decision to keep the season going. Yes, they had a phone hookup yesterday with all of the club captains. There had been some talk that, and some calls for the season to be suspended to have a week off due to all the uh, restrictions going on around the country. The AFL is, of course, pushing on, even though the fixture seems to change by the day, sometimes by the hour. But the PA and their chief, Paul Marsh, believe that is the right call to keep it going. Uh, in some other AFL news, Sean Higgins has revealed he's been cleared of staging. He'll play his 250th game in Geelong's Sunday showdown with Richmond. He initially up to $1,000 fine for exaggerating contact after a tackle from Dockers defender Luke Ryan. He says it was a charge worth fighting. I've been notified that it's all been cleared and, and oh. dropped and not normally something that I worry too much about but when I felt that it was 100% untrue then it was one that we thought <laughs> if we did it would get the result that has been given today. So I think that's good and well, we just move on. And the round kicks off tomorrow night. It's Port Adelaide against Collingwood. Exaggerating. Who would ever do that? Brett, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. And a US man is $1 million richer after winning big on a COVID scratchy. Gary Smith got his second jab while visiting family in Texas. The state has a new incentive program which allows people to win a scratchy or a gift voucher once fully vaccinated. Gary says he'll use the money to pay off some bills and help out his family. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Stay safe, have a great day, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. It's Friday. Listener.